Hello and welcome to Outside the Zone. We just witnessed the Portland Trailblazers clutching it out and making it to the playoffs. But we gotta we gotta say sorry to the Suns. This podcast is not for you. I am your host, Puff, along with my wonderful co-host Doc. Doc, how's it going? Are you ready for the NBA playoffs? Oh, I am ready. What a thrilling game that was, right? Listen, everyone was talking about sunrises in the horizon. All I see are sundowns, man. All I see are sundowns. It's 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 tough. I feel for Suns fans. Karis Levert, why did you not drive on that last you know possession? I, I don't feel bad for the Suns. Why should you feel bad for a team that, I get it, they went 8-0 in the bubble, but they played so poorly over the first, what, 50, 60 games in the regular season. Why would I feel bad? They put themselves in the position. You know why I feel bad? Because it's not, it's, look, they didn't have a great regular season, but this is what happens when no teams are actively trying to tank. The Suns as an organization have been actively trying to tank for years. And now they finally gave Devin Booker meaningful games and look what happened. This is why I feel bad, bad for the Suns. You shouldn't feel bad. You should feel, you should feel happy for them almost. These eight games are so big for their development. Next year, we're going to get into this in the offseason, while away. But next year, if you look at the West, I mean, all these teams are so good, but Phoenix is in the conversation for a playoff seed. And not even like the eighth. You can make a case that they'll be somewhere in that six to five range. Right. You're right. I can't wait for this offseason. We're going to have so much stuff to talk about. You guys are in for a treat. But let us get into today's podcast. We just witnessed the Portland Trailblazers defeating the Memphis Grizzlies in that play-in game, and they will be facing the Los Angeles Lakers. So today, we are going to go through all the playoff matchups in anticipation for the NBA postseason starting on Monday night. And let's start it off with Portland versus Lakers. What a thrilling game that was, right? Portland and Memphis. I got to say, though, you know I'm a Portland guy. I'm, I'm, I'm a Portland fan, big Dame fan over here. But I'm actually sad right now. What? That was a happy moment, seeing Dame, CJ, especially Nurkic after what happened with his grandma winning. But Man City, man, I mean, I don't want to throw, you know, soccer and football references in here, but I'm, I'm kind of hurt by that. But we'll save that for the spinoff podcast, the spinoff soccer football podcast that we have coming up shortly. But Lakers and Blazers, I when I, when I see this Portland team, this is the team that I thought was going to be Houston. All offense, no defense. It's so hard to stop them on offense. Like they get they get so many good looks. And I feel like in the th- second and third quarter of this game that they had, they had so many great looks on offense, but they just, you know, went cold. Same thing happened in the Nets game as well. They're virtually unguardable when Dame is playing like this, but the defense is just so bad. For, it's, it's bad. It's real bad. With as good as they are on offense, they're like equally as bad on defense. Like it's so bad. So It'll be a fun series. I, I've told you I, I've told you this. I think they should actually sit Dame and CJ and maybe Nurkish to game one. Just give them rest because they need those guys that they're like 100% peak to have a chance against the Lakers. So they sit them for game one and, you know, try their best for the next six. But I Laker, – Lakers are going to win this series. They just – they have no wings. How are you, how are you going to guard LeBron? Right. No that's an interesting strategy. I mean, I, I see where you're going there. They are exhausted. They Every game is a circus for them. Honestly, a day off, they're, they are, even if they play healthy, there's a very good chance they're going to lose that game one anyway, yeah. just because of the tiredness. Like, hey, I mean, 
I don't see a coach ever doing that for the playoffs, but it would be kind of low key, a good strategy. But yeah, like you said, their, their offense is elite they're, with mellow hitting clutch shots. Like that's what they needed from him. He's a knockdown shooter in crunch time in the bubble. You see like he's every time Dame gets it out to him in the corner, he drills it, which is there that puts their offense to a whole new level. And then CJ McCollum has become a crunch time. Like he's become a closer for them. Honestly, Dame, we already, well, he's know. always been a closer. Don't act like he just became one. He's always right. been a closer for them. Right. But Dame, Dame is known as the closer for that team, but CJ does as much. You can see that at the Nets game, he closed it out this game. He hit the huge, this is the mid range pull up shots is insane the way he's able to do it. Um, but like you said, the defense is atrocious and they're going to do like rockets ask style where they're just going to keep up with you because their offense is going to put up points. But at the end of the day, when you're facing the Lakers, Anthony Davis and LeBron James and all those shooters around LeBron, like I don't, they're not going to be able to stop LeBron. And if they try to double LeBron, those shooters are going to be open. It's just, it's just a, not a good recipe for Portland. I really wish they had like a Reza and, and Rodney Hood in the series. I think if they had those guys, at least you have, they're not going to stop LeBron, but at least you have guys that can contain, at least try to guard him, I should say, you know, and make it more interesting. But, you know, without those, I Gary Trent, good defender. He's just not big enough to guard LeBron, you know, for a long series. So, pretty, I mean, this is our playoff predictions. I'll give you my prediction. I got Lakers in, I'm between five and six. I think I think Dame is just too good to not get one game in this series the way he's playing. I'm gonna go. I'll go Lakers in six on this one. Wow, there we go. Um, yeah, I think Melo's gonna have to be the one guarding LeBron for some time, but we all know that's oh. not gonna work out. It's just there's no know, but, way that's gonna happen. But like I'll still have if, to figure something else out. If they had Rodney Hood, if they had Ariza, like we wouldn't even be talking about this because the Blazers would be a three seed. They'd be a, they'd be up there yeah. with a healthy team. That's team. Imagine that team being able to defend the wing. Like, wow. But I got to go Lakers in five. I think the Lakers the Lakers have been a little rusty in this bubble. I think they might have a mm-hmm. game where Dame goes for 55 and Lakers can't stop them. But this is the first time that hopefully ever will ever have to go through these playoff matchups. And it's literally only about their talent on the floor and all that. There's no outside factors of home court advantage anything like it's literally just pure talent who's gonna win so this is a very interesting year it makes it it makes it even harder for the higher seeds though like the lakers i mean you they they earned the one seed they earned home you know home court advantage throughout the playoffs at least on the western side so it sucks for them and it makes it that much harder that you just lose that advantage i agree i agree so yeah i got lakers in five Let us move on to the next one let's let's skip should we do the western should we go through all the western conference matchups Let's do all West. Let's keep it out West. So we got Clippers and Dallas. Clippers and Dallas. This. Give me, go for it. You take this one. I think this will be an easy win for Los Angeles. I think they're just too talented. We talked about it a little bit on our last podcast, but the Mavs are good. I just don't think the Mavs can keep up with some of these elite teams and the Clippers defensively can really they have two people that can guard Luka. You can't really say that for a lot of teams, but that's going to give Lucas some big struggles. It's going to be a lot on Porzingis, which honestly, his rebounding will be really like really helpful for the Clippers against the Clippers. But I still, it's just not enough firepower. Yeah, it's. I honestly think this is the worst matchup Dallas could have had. I think if I'm Dallas, I would I would rather play the Lakers actually than than play the Clippers. I just think yeah, with because you can throw Kawhi, you can throw Paul George, and 
basically just even having both of them where like you don't need Kawhi to guard Luka for an entire game that saves, you know, you know, legs and everything like that. So I think, I think Clippers will get this win. I'm pretty confident about that. I, I, I'm going Clippers in five. Luka's too good to not get one. I got to agree with you there. I just, I don't, I don't see any way where the the Mavericks can really take over this games. Like it's gotta be Porzingis. It really, cause Porzingis is the one guy, like he's just too, too tall and too big for, you know, Paul George and Kawhi to go at him. And the way he was playing against Portland, where he was just popping off all those threes, and we know what he can do in the mid-range and in the post as well. So he's got to be going on all cylinders for this to be competitive. Right, but even then, I don't see how they defend Kawhi and Paul George. Yeah, I'm with you. If that all happens, I still have to worry about that, which they're 100% overmatched. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, that was an easy one. Let's go on to the next one. The number three seed, the Denver Nuggets versus the number six seed, the Utah Jazz. Go ahead. I, I think this one's pretty easy, honestly, too, for me. I think Denver, Jokic is by far the best player in the series, in my opinion. And you got a big breakout star in the bubble, Michael Porter Jr. Jr. We saw flashes during the regular season, but this guy, he averaged over 20 points per game in the bubble. The big thing, the big knock on him and the reason why he wasn't getting more minutes was the defense and Mike Malone pulled him because of that. But he played, his defense was a lot better. He was more engaged in the bubble. So if he, he can keep that up, he can be that guy. Because like we talked about on the last pod, Denver really needs that second guy. And I, MPJ has the talent to be that guy for them, for them. So with him becoming a breakout star, we know what Jamal Murray's going to do. They're going to get Barden and Gary Harris, guys that didn't even have playing for them in the bubble. And with Jokic playing the way that he's playing, you got Millsap, Monte Morris. You just go down the list. Jeremy Grant, Torrey Craig. Like the amount of guys this team has is crazy. That you know that I think you can rely on for for crunch time minutes. So with Utah missing Bogdanovich, I'm not as high on Donovan Mitchell as other people are. I just I got to go Denver, and I'm going Denver in five. I don't think it'll be that competitive of a series. Right, right. Um, I agree with everything you said. The breakout stars is really going to be the difference, and obviously the use the loss of Bogdanovich for Utah. I think that Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert's duo, and they're I just think they can get a couple games on Denver, who honestly historically haven't been that dominant in the playoffs. And yes, they're a lot better this year, but I, I just see Denver like I, Jamal Murray is inconsistent. I see that losing them a game. I see. Donovan Mitchell having a game. So I got to, I got to go nuggets and six. Like I still think the nuggets are going to win and talent's going to win out, but I the nuggets are a little inconsistent in the playoffs in my head. So I got to give the jazz a couple games. Fair enough. Awesome. So so we got, this has been pretty easy so far. Just agreeing on everything. So we got, we got Houston and OKC up next to go for it. Okay. This is interesting. It it all depends on how, money games Russell Westbrook misses. Like I honestly think if Russell Westbrook misses games that the thunder could steal this away. If he misses like a good amount of the series, like, I mean, he's only supposed to be out for like maybe a week. They don't know. No one really right. knows. Actually. You never yeah. know. Like if he, like I could if the thunder win game one, there's so much pressure on James Harden right there. And we've seen him in pressure in playoff situations without someone to take the pressure off of him. Like Chris Paul, like he struggled, not going to lie. He has struggled. Yeah, I'm with you. He has. We've seen it against San Antonio, against you know Golden State. 
but I think the other thing too was like they played so much more in the regular season in those you know in those two years he just had to do so much himself so I think and listen he's gonna have to do so much himself again and it's not like he just took a breather throughout the bubble too but I think just having that big break was huge for him. And I think his conditioning has become better too. So I don't think I, he's good enough to single handedly. I mean, he's going to get, he's going to obviously need help, but I think he's good enough to pretty much will Houston to the win, to, to the win on this one. I think, okay, see Chris Paul, we know what he's going to do. We know what he's going to bring, but like Shea Gill just, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it's going to be enough in this one. Schroeder, great, good players, good players for sure. But I just think Houston is going to be too much. And right. I mean, too much firepower. And their, their defense, let's talk about their defense. Their defense was really good in the bubble. And it was. Steven Adams isn't going to, he's not like a Jokic on offense where it's like he's gonna, they're just going to feed him in the post or something like that. Like, I'm sure he's going to get his buckets, but it's not going to be like, he's not going to be giving you 20 at night. He's maybe, you know, so rebounding is probably the biggest issue there, but I, this is a pretty good matchup, I think, for Houston. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. I think that the Rockets kind of lucked out that they're not facing one of those teams with like an elite center, like a center that can really initiate offense on their own. Yeah. Like that's the difference in this series. Like, I don't think Steven Adams is really going to make their small ball not work over a seven game stretch, which for all the three seeds above the Rockets, I would say that is where the Rockets experience could show that it's fail over a seven game stretch. Right. So in that's like, in that sense, I, like, I think the Rockets will still be able to edge it out, but I, I, I just think that with, with not having Russell Westbrook, that the rock, the Rockets will struggle like that. They're off they're, the way they've yeah. been playing this year. And the whole small ball has, was built about Russell Westbrook's explosion ability to get down the rim and really open up the floor. And yeah. I feel like they're going to struggle without him at least at first. So I got, I got Rockets in seven. I know this is hard to predict because we wow. don't know how, we don't know how long Russell Westbrook's out, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of giving him that amount of time out and him coming back for the end of the series and winning it out. So I got, I got Rockets in seven. I got them in six. I listen, Westbrook's a huge X factor, but I think Eric Gordon coming back helps them. And I think they're just going to be, they're just, they, they just have too much. And I think it'll, it'll be, it'll be a good, I think the games will be competitive. It'll be a fun series, but I got them in six. Right. Right. So that was, that was the Western conference. Looks like we agreed on all of them. I feel like the first round of the NBA playoffs is always yeah. like, it's, it's the intensity and it comes in. It's like, Oh, all these matchups, like what happened happened. We expected what was going to happen. It's so rare. Maybe those like five, those uh, four, five seed games will be switched. Like this one, the four, five isn't is a pretty close matchup. But like we said, pretty predictable. So let's move on to another pretty predictable conference, other than a couple matchups. But first round, Bucks Magic. Are we going to get a DJ Augustine game again in the playoffs? Absolutely not. Bucks four zero go. I, I, there's nothing else to be said. Can we say will they? Will any game be within? Two points for the final score. Oh, absolutely not. That's an easy question. Here's a, here's a better question for you. Will Orlando score at least 100 points in any of the games in the series? Oh, man. I mean, it's going to be tough. They Bucks defense. I feel like the Bucks are, they've been waiting to get to the playoffs. They want to show the world they've been sleepwalking. on a stage because everyone's been sleeping on them. Like what's all this talk about the Lakers? Like we are the best team offensively. We are the best team defensively. They want to show that to the world. And I think they're, I think they're going to come out banging in the first round. 
Yeah, I, I mean, they don't even need to. They're playing against Orlando. Orlando was so bad in the bubble. What They went like two and six or something. They were playing against the Brooklyn team that lost, they were, that trotted out Karis LeVert and G-Leaguers. And they, hey, they almost and they beat the blown Blazers. Out. So, I mean, this Orlando team is just so bad. And this is, I'm, I honestly, I don't think they're going to score a hundred in any game in the series. I am really skeptical as to where, as to how many games they can honestly surpass like 80 points in the series. I could easily see them scoring, oh. like, or maybe not 80, maybe 90. I could see them scoring like in two of the four games or something below 90 points. Okay. Well, there's a reason I disagree with you and that's because garbage time and the bucks will be up by like 30 and maybe. they'll bench the players and then the magic will hit a hundred. So I definitely think that's the magic fair. will hit that number. <laughs> during at least one of the games. But yeah, Bucks and four. Easy. Get them to the second round. Let's Lock get some real in. basketball going. Yeah. All right. Toronto, Toronto, Brooklyn. I'm going to start this one off. I we were both very disrespectful to Brooklyn coming into this. We both we both thought they were going to lose the seven seed to Orlando. We both made fun of their roster and how they brought in a guy, a replacement player, and had to replace that guy, Michael Beasley. We were both very, very dis- disrespectful to Brooklyn. And I apologize to the team. I apologize. I apologize to the fans. But regardless, they're, they're going to lose in four. They're going to lose it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that what you're lose in four. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's <laughs> going to be four. Karis Levert, amazing player in the bubble, but Toronto just has too many guys to lock them to lock him down. Write it in for Toronto's moving on. Right. I mean, Jack Vaughn. If he's not getting the coaching job for the Nets, which he might not fit their best because they're going to have, they're going to have a complete overhaul this summer. They're going to build around veterans. They're going to get Kyrie and KD and those guys. Maybe a third star. If they don't bring him, I really hope either Chicago or especially New Orleans. I, I really think he would be good there. I honestly think like Kenny Atkinson and him would be great fits in either places. You got young Ooh, players yeah. development. It would be fun. I would love Jack Vaughn on the Kings. They need to fire Luke Walton. I mean, mate, with, they're not going to fire him after one year. With Vlade stepping down, you never know. The new GM might want his Maybe. guy. But Luke Walton is not a good coach. Jack Vaughn is so good with young players. Like, you just see this Nets player. That's, that's not the Nets roster during the season. But he came in and, like, he He's made them motivated. So well. And watch, they're going to play. They're not going to beat the Raptors, but they're going to play hard. They're going to play tough and they're going to, yeah. they're going to want it. You, you saw them in that Blazers game. They know yeah. they didn't gain anything from winning that. All they did was they were in the spotlight. They know that they, they could play, um, they could play whatever party spoilers for the Blazers. And they love that. Like they're going to, they're going to come out strong. I think there's going to be some close games. Oh, I could see like, this will be a competitive like series. I think in that Orlando, Milwaukee one. I think those games are just blowouts, but I could legitimately see like a few of these games being close games. I just think Toronto with the championship experience that they have, they're just going to be able to close it out. You know, Brooklyn's too young and everything. So, but I, th- I think this will be actually a fun series, even though it'll be four Oh, right. Hey, uh, you know what? I got you. I got you, Jack, Jack Vaughn. I got, I got Raptors in five. Oh, so you, you're switching your pick. Switching it up, switching it up. All right. All right. Let us move on to the next one. Now, this is my favorite series out of all the lists. I cannot I wait agree. to debate this one with you. Celtics versus 76ers. Oh, this is hard. You got basically when I look at these teams, I and if you look at the starting fives with Ben out, basically one through four, Boston holds the advantage at pretty much every position. And then the five, Philly has that advantage. 
but the, the difference between Embiid and Tice, you know, is astronomical. So it would just be so entertaining and interesting to me to see if Embiid is going to have to basically single-handedly be the difference in the series for Philly to have a chance and win. Right. Because the rest of this Boston team is just so good. You got Kemba, you got Marcus Smart, Hayward, Brown, Tatum. I mean, you just go and down depth. the list and depth too. So you just go down the list and they pretty much have it. Semi Ojali is playing, you know, good for them. Canner off the bench, Tyson the starting unit. So they have a lot of guys. And I think it'll be really interesting to see just how much they'll be able to feed Embiid. I... I'm really tempted to pick Philly here just because I, I see wow. Embiid. He's he's so he was so good in the bubble. If he's it depends on his health too because I know he messed up his ankle. But if he's healthy, Boston doesn't have anyone who can who can guard him. You would probably agree with me on that. They just have no one that can guard him. Right. I'm sure also having Horford out there. Horford actually helps their offense in the sense half court offense just because they get more spacing. It's amazing that right. I could say Al Horford actually helps a team spacing, but that's just how <laughs> bad Ben Simmons is <laughs> at shooting. So it'll it'll be a fun series. Before I give my prediction, I want I want to hear what you say. But I think yeah. Horford, you know, being in being in Boston for a little while, I think maybe he can, they can also use that the knowledge he has. Maybe they can use that advantage. Maybe but, but the, like yeah. Yeah. I, I just think Boston plays tough. Like their defense is tough. Mm-hmm. They're like, they yeah. will make and beat uncomfortable and they will make the other players beat them, which the 76ers lack those other guys. Like, I mean, if, if Ben Simmons was playing, this would still be like a really tough series to pick. I, in my mm-hmm. opinion, like I still wouldn't know. And still, it's still tough, but let me ask you some questions. So who's the best player on the floor in this series? Joel Embiid. Right. And when you have the best player on the floor, you always have a chance. He is the nope. best player on the floor. And Joel Embiid can, can single-handedly win this series for the 76ers. Like, I would not be surprised. He has the talent to do that. He has the ability, obviously, if he's healthy. And now with more shooting around him, it might work out in his favor. Obviously, they're going to need, they're gonna need um, someone, like, someone like Ben to really like initiate the offense when Embiid's sitting or really bring that secondary someone to take pressure off of him down low. Right. But it's still going to be a series. Like you said, Daniel Tice is not going to be able to stop Embiid, but I, I got, I go with, I got to go. I mean, I'm going to go with the Celtics. I just think that they're tough enough down low to make it. So Embiid needs to rely on other people too much. And that's like you said, with Kemba Tatum Brown, all of them being able to initiate offense Hayward, that's just too many people for the 76ers to be able to stop. And we're really underrating Ben Simmons. Like, he has not played good defense in the bubble, but in gen- like, generically, his defense is elite. And they're going to miss just that. Just stick him on Tatum. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. So the thing about Philly is it's been so hard for both of us to really – be have say anything right about Philly for you. They were the number they, you predicted them to be the number one seed in the East at the end of the regular season. They ended up sixth. for me. Right. I predicted them to make it to the finals from the East. I don't think that's going to happen. So, but, but whenever I see Philly, I'm like, they just have so much talent. You picked Philly to be in the finals after all that Ben Simmons. hate. wow. We got to love that fans. Take note. Listen, I only say the truth about Ben Simmons. I I point out the limitations. I point out what Embiid does for that team, but that's for another time. So I'm so tempted to pick Philly here just because what's always been attractive about them is still attractive. It's just they have so much potential. Embiid, just so many guys. But I feel like 
Brett Brown is just not a good coach for this team. Brad Stevens is an excellent coach. That'll be a huge difference. And I've just been let down by Philly one too many times. So I have to be smarter and I'll go Boston in six. Oh, wow. You picked Boston too. I don't know if I said my prediction on the number of games. I'll go Boston in seven. I think it's going to be close still. I think, I just think Embiid can, like, Embiid can win three games. I would not be surprised. Yeah. Listen, Embiid could win four games, but they've just been so. Under, they just they just underperform. I feel like every time, whether that's in the bubble or just whatever it is, I feel like they've just been underperforming. This one, so yeah, I this just, one's I just can't See, I go faith. back and forth in Boston and five and like seven. Oh man, it's it's tough. It's tough. I might I might have to get back to you guys to, to you guys on that prediction. I gotta gotta do some more research on that one. But so that's that's. I think we both can agree that's our favorite matchup out of all the playoffs round one, right? Yeah, one hundred. But we also have another really enticing one for the end of the first round for the Eastern conference, grab your popcorn folks. Cause it's the TJ Warren versus Jimmy Butler show Pacers versus heat. What do you think? Oh man. I did you see Jimmy Butler's interview the other day too, man. Or if you didn't see it, you got to watch it. I mean, he's just such a competitor. Like you can just tell that like it's for him. It's really like himself and his team versus the world. Like he doesn't care who's on the other team. We saw it even against Chris Paul when they were playing OKC, like Chris Paul went after Duncan Robinson next position. He just goes at Chris Paul and just, that was awesome. I love love Jimmy Butler for that. Like you, he will do anything for his teammates. Oh, I, I, you know, I'm a big Jimmy Butler fan too. He's one of my favorite players in the league. I think he's so underrated, but that's just like the leadership you need. And I think he's finally like in Minnesota, didn't work in Philly, you know, maybe mixed results, but in Miami, you can really tell that just his intensity and everything, it fits that culture so well with Eric Spolster and Pat Riley. It's a, but it's also because everyone knows he's the, like the alpha, like he doesn't have to share that with someone, even in Chicago, like it was Derrick Rose or Jimmy Butler, whose team in Minnesota, like Carl Anthony towns that that were work ethic, obviously Wiggins work ethic did not mesh with Jimmy's. And then even in Philly, like, three alphas trying to compete but now that whole team like knows it's jimmy's team and he's not the kind of guy who was like it's my team play for me no he's like i'm gonna lead he's not the most like and he's learning how to be like a great vocal leader but he's the definition of like lead by example i'm gonna come in at 4 a.m and start practicing i'm gonna do everything i can for you guys and if i was his teammate i would want to run through a brick wall for that oh i'm not even a teammate and i'll run through a brick wall for him (laughs) i mean it's just like you have to love the guy and he just does so much. And the other thing too was like, you talk about being the alpha, being the alpha and he definitely has that personality, I think for that team, but like on the court, maybe defensively, but offensively, it's not like, like when I think of an alpha on a team, they like demand the ball and all this, like they need X amount of shots. He's fine with taking, like if getting the win means he only takes like seven shots in a game, he does it. Like there are games where he doesn't take that many shots. You know, it, it's pretty much like what the team needs. If he, if he feels like he needs to take 20 in a game, he'll take it. But, He's really, I think, a team first guy in the right place. And I think he's found the perfect fit in Miami. We all wondered why he left Philly for Miami. But I think looking back at it, we're like, we love that he did it. I think he made the right decision. Bam, developing. Oh, 100%. So. And when he, gets, uh, when he gets a nice Oladipo or a nice Gianna soon down there in South Beach. Ooh, we'll Giannis. see. Giannis. I'm just Ooh. kidding. That's not going to happen. But... Back to the series, I think we saw them play recently. Um, I'm not including the last game that they played because no one basically played in that game from Miami. And so I'm taking the game before. Butler had his way with Warren. Warren, that was the first game where I think Warren actually had a bad game on offense. And Butler pretty much had his way with them. I think, you know, Butler's an elite defender. 
you know, they also have just, you know, Bam is there defensively. Jay Crowder is a good defender for them. So they, and Iguodala, I mean, playoff Iguodala's playoff, like that's a different version of Iguodala than we've seen in, in the regular season. So I think that's going to be a, a big bonus for them as well. I think they just have too much, especially with, I, Oladipo is just not the same Oladipo he was in his big year a few years back. And then losing Sabonis, that's a big hit for that team. If Sabonis right. was in the series, it's we're having a different conversation. But without Sabonis, that's an all-star player. That's your best player on the team. Right. I mean, so yeah, TJ I, Warren's been playing MVP level for the beginning of the bubble. It was kind of insane when yeah. he started going off. But, dude, I I really am begging for a Heat versus Bucks. Eastern Conference, Eastern Conference Finals, because they can just throw so many bodies on you. Like you said, they have so many people that can defend multiple positions. And then, like you said, these these players are kind of like more. They're not three and D players. They're like, oh, you got the defenders, you got the shooters. But that's actually really helpful when you can switch it up. Jimmy Jimmy is so versatile. He can play with that grind grind ball when he's uh playing with all these defensive guys and they can switch up their style and play fast and play with those shooters. It's, and Spolster is an amazing coach. I think this is an easy, easy series for the heat. Actually. I got heat in five. Wow. I'll go heat in six, but I think, yeah, it'll be pretty easy. I could see heat in five. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if, if it was heat in four, I could see a sweep here too. Right. I would but go I think between I, four and five to be honest. Yeah. I, he, I think heat are going to win the series pretty, pretty easily. Sorry, Pacers fans. I mean, it's it's just you had TJ Warren as the bubble regular seating game MVP, but that's the only trophy well, you're going to get for a while. Well, third. I mean, you got to go D book and Dame a bubble, right? I mean, Dame won the MVP of the bubble, and it was obviously unanimously. It was obviously Devin Booker um, for second okay. place. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, for second place. Yeah. Right. 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 So, but hey. Pacers fans, once we get a full summer with Oladipo, you guys get Sabonis healthy, hopefully, and then make some moves. That team, that team is bright. It has a bright future. So I wouldn't just give up for Pacers fans. All right. Well, we got an awesome breakdown of the first round of the NBA playoffs. It's going to be exciting. Can't wait. I, be fun. Before, before we close it out, I want to hear this. Not a specific matchup. Not the best matchup. What's going to be your favorite storyline from round one? Like what storyline are you most looking forward to? I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to, I think Dame versus the Lakers. I, I, I think just the way Dame closed out the bubble, you know, unanimous MVP, the way he played, he, he carried that team because if you look at large parts of that Brooklyn game, large parts of that Dallas game, there were a lot of portions where no one else on this team could make shots even against Memphis right now today in that game, like when he sat at the, at the end of that first quarter and beginning of second quarter, they got wrecked. So I, I just see him the way he's been playing defensively, offensively, like he's been so big for that team, carrying them on their, carrying them on his back. But then I, I, I see him going up against the Lakers with LeBron James, Anthony Davis. And this is the first time the Lakers and they're being called a team of destiny and everything. And this is the first time they've been in the playoffs in what seven or eight years. It's been a while. Nine that's years wild. for like the most storied franchises in, in the NBA. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to see the Dame versus LeBron matchup and see how that's, that that's ends a good, up. That, that's a good one. I think it's been an incredible story. And just finally getting Lakers basketball back in the playoffs is awesome. I only wish that we could have Lakers fans in there. They de- they I don't know if they deserve it, but they deserve it, <laughs> if you know what I mean. So but my favorite storyline is Chris Paul versus his former team. They... That's apparently you're like going to be 
living in the same like very proximally location. It's gonna be fun. We gotta find the secret tunnels hidden underneath the Orlando Magic Castle. But it's just gonna be it's gonna be so fun. Like Twitter is gonna be amazing. But like Chris Paul, the dog man. They everyone doubt everyone thought that we're gonna be a lottery team. The Thunder were gonna get like a overall pick. Chris Paul, they wouldn't even want to play Chris Paul because he wasn't gonna want it. But he was like, no, I am still one of the best point guards in the league. People forget about me, and then he proved everyone wrong. Mm-hmm. And he's going to, why, I don't see why he would stop. He's going to, now that's on the national stage and everyone's looking at him. Imagine how much that'll help his legacy, his own personal vendetta. If he was able to dethrone his former team that traded him away because they thought he wasn't able to be successful for them anymore. Yeah, that's a great one, actually. Oh man, I just, you know, Chris, please don't make fun of James Harden's man boobs in the series. That's not very nice. Shout out to Barry. Shout out to Barry. Amazing. But yeah, it'll be fun, man. I there there's we just pointed out two of them, but I think there are so many storylines. You just look at basically Joel Embiid versus like three or four All Star like caliber players on on that team. You look at there's just so many storylines that everywhere you look. T.J. Warren, Jimmy Butler, you know Lucas yeah. first Lucas first time in the playoffs. So oh, many. I'm so I'm so really looking forward that. to it. Especially against Kawhi. Like if he's able to do well against Kawhi, it's going to be so fun to watch. But oh, mm-hmm. the biggest storyline, I mean, outside the zone started it here. You guys can put that in the books. Will the Magic score 100 points in a game? That is the storyline we are looking forward to. That is the big question that we all want to see an answer for. Well, thank you for listening, fans. This has been awesome. We can't wait to get through the first round with you. And we'll be back again once we get the next round in, making the predictions, breaking it down, me destroying Doc in these debates like usual. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me point out one thing. On our last podcast, I think we made a prediction about who would who the two teams would be in the playing games. And I'm pretty sure I was right when I said uh, Memphis and Portland. And you said Phoenix and Memphis. So, hey, you know, you hey, just haven't, if, you if, haven't won anything. If, if Karis Levert drove, I would have been right. If, 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 if. This is the real <laughs> world, man. I'm just saying, all right, you get, you get, you, you won the battle and I'll win the war. All right. Thank you, fans, for tuning in. As always, this has been Outside the Zone. <laughs>